Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, my friends. If you are a regular part of this community, or if this is your first time here, I hope you feel the deepest sense of welcome more than ever. In the month of October, I will be featuring women in my own life who are part of a deep sisterhood with me. My hope in amplifying women who have exemplified what women can be together, either through blood, friendship, marriage, or other, you will focus in on your own deep threads with the sisters in your life. We can often forget the importance of these connections, and I wanted to be sure to spend time in authentic conversation to help us all remember As Robin Benway says, there's one thing stronger than magic, sisterhood. We're going to honor these magical connections in our lives, and I'm elated to share my first features with you today. Wise Women stands for Women in Secondary Education. It is a sisterhood that started out of a common need for connection in our professional lives and has morphed into a trusted circle of confidants to help us through the most challenging circumstances. We are a group of women who have come together to support one another in all facets of life and show one another what it means to be sisters despite a lack of genetic connection. In this episode, we discuss the origins of the Wise Women group of educational leaders, the powerful ways our sisterhood has impacted each one of us, what makes this circle of sisters work, the challenges women in secondary educational leadership roles face, and ways that you might become connected with a crew of your own for your own benefit. Friends, I cannot say enough about the women featured in this episode, as well as a nod to those who were unable to fit the Saturday interview to their busy schedule. My hope is that by putting this authentic and loving, supportive group of professional women in your ears today, that you'll be inspired, that you may strive to start your own sisterhood, to be brave enough to create space for circles, to connect, challenge, support, and nurture one another. I've been so grateful for the collective and individual influence of this sisterhood in my life, and I know the mission and our message is meant to land, friends. It is my deep joy to share with you the wise women on this sisterhood series. Welcome to the In Awe podcast and our series on sisterhood. I am so excited to share this incredible episode with all of you and also really passionate about the women that are in this circle today. So I'm really excited for them to introduce themselves. So we're going to start out with Ms. Jessica Johnson. Hi, I'm Jessica Johnson. I am a principal in Wisconsin. Um, When I came to this group, I had formerly been an elementary principal for 11 years and I was moving into the secondary role to be principal of a middle school and high school. So I so needed this group of women as I was making that transition to the secondary world. Jessica, you're the one who actually introduced me to this group because you're always such that connector. So thank you for doing that because I was a secondary principal at the time and you're like, well, I might be in the future. You want to join me, Sarah? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And see, I connect so many people that I don't even remember. I'm so glad you remembered that. Of course I do. All right. Let's hear from our next lady. Well, I'm another Wisconsin principal. I'm Laura Gennaro. I'm currently an associate principal, um, and I joined this group. Right now I'm in a high school, but I joined this group when I was a middle school principal, and they have helped me with transitions from a building administrator to a curriculum director and then back to a building administrator at the high school level, and I just couldn't have done all those changes without them. It's been amazing. It's so cool to remember you through all of those phases and just thinking, I didn't realize how long this group truly has been together. That's just awesome. Phenomenal. Okay, up next. 
I'm Heidi Armentrout and I'm in Northeast Ohio. I am currently a director of personnel. Um, however, when I joined the group, I was a uh, principal at a middle school and um, have now transitioned up to the board office. However, this group has um, saved me through some experiences of interviewing, not getting jobs, getting jobs, and just that support, um, as well as transitioning my children into college and out of the house and my empty nester. I just can't tell you, you guys, this, this experience and your friendship and your collegiality has absolutely carried me through the last few years. Awesome, Heidi. Thank you for sharing. And I think the listeners really are so great, are fortunate to hear you talk about the fact that we've interviewed for jobs and not gotten jobs. And so maybe we'll dive into that or maybe we won't, but thank you for mentioning it. All right, next. Um, I'm Lacey Warren. I'm the high school principal at Atchison High School um, in Atchison, Kansas. Uh, when I came to this group, I was in Missouri, um, my second year as a secondary administrator, very pregnant, um, and one of my friends kind of got me connected. Um, from there, I have changed jobs a lot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I went to be a preschool principal um, and then finally got back into high school. So I've kind of just been all around um, with this. And this group has been through it with me, um, through all of the good, the bad, the ugly. And I just appreciate all the advice and support that uh, they have given. Thank you, Lacey. And um, thinking about the fact that you at one point said, are you still going to let me stay in here because I'm not a secondary principal anymore? <laughs> Sisterhoods will not let it go. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and go next because um, my name is Monica King and I'm a, a private school, Mar Mount Academy in Atchison, Kansas. So I'm just down the street from Lacey. And when she moved from Missouri to Kansas, she became my neighbor. And I'm so thankful for that. And um, I love this group um, because I joined from a mutual friend between Kristen and me. And she knew how much I was struggling being a principal. And so she said, you need to be a part of this group. And I'm so glad that Kristen allowed me to be a part of it because it has helped me greatly. And I don't have any sisters, and you guys definitely have become my sisters. So I appreciate that greatly. Yeah, and we've been able to watch you become a grandma, right? It's awesome. Yes. I can go next. <laughs> I'm Jill Maris, and I am a high school principal about an hour outside of Chicago. Um, same role now that I was when we started, but I think over the last couple of years, I have figured out that I want to retire, and I'm going to retire <laughs> after next year. Um, so going through that experience with all of you, um, a grandma for the third time during our time together, and um, Monica, when I was listening to you talk, I was remembering, I, I think you were the first one really because of your role to pull in the faith part of this group. And I've been very appreciative of the growth that we've all had together in that realm, as well as the professional part together too. Oh my goodness, so many different areas that we're going to be able to continue to peel apart as we talk here, because I think after you get into uh, such a tight-knit group, you're in the phase that you're in now, and you can tend to forget all of the beauty that's behind us, but there's a lot of really wonderful connection that's continued to bond us. All right, last but not least. Hi, Sarah. Well, let's start off with, I started in this group when I was Kristen Kuhlman, and now I am Kristen Kraft, and um, I am the principal at Andover High School in another Kansas girl. There's a couple of Kansas girls in this, um, and uh, I start when I started, I was this, the principal still at this 
still at this job, but what was different for me was I had never been a high school principal before. I had been, you know, all the other areas and I had been a head principal at the middle level. Um, so this group has helped me. I'm in year five. And so as we know, you know, as leaders, um, it takes a while to kind of transform a building to your vision and where you see it. And so it's been great to have this group of women to really help support and just listen and cheer each other on. Um, because I know, I think the thing I think most about this group is, you know, friends kind of ebb and flow. And this has been a very constant in my life um, for the past several years. Um, and sometimes, you know, we're disconnected and we don't always get on every day because there may be something going on. But I always know this is the group that I can go back to. And I just can't really imagine life now without going, good morning, wise women. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So thank you ladies for sharing a little bit about your background. When I started in this group, I was a high school principal, kind of like, you know, drowning a little bit. And also there's so many joys and challenges. And these ladies have been with me from the very seeds of like leaving the principalship and have been there every time I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of crazy, but God's pressing me to do this. And so they've been there to hear all of the early stages of the podcast, of um, writing Lead with Faith, of this new coaching thing that I've started doing and just have been the, yeah, like you said, Kristen, kind of like that constant that where things change around us and ebb and flow in roles and titles and all of this, that you ladies in this sisterhood have been significant in my life for all these years. And it's crazy because it feels like it was just yesterday that this group started and yet it's been years we've been together. So I just want to make sure to thank you ladies for all of your contributions to, you know, to one another, to this bond. And so let's hear about it. So it stands as wise women, Kristen, you get the floor, share with us what prompted you to start this group. And, and also one thing we haven't talked about is we connect through the uh, Voxer app. So just to make sure that listeners are aware of that too. So let's hear it, Kristen. Well, okay. I, I actually sometimes forget that I even started this group, to be honest, because time has passed and frankly, I'm old. So um, this group started actually as kind of an extension of another group. So I've got to give a shout out to the Amazing Moms as Principals group um, that was started by what, about six or seven um, administrators in the profession. Um, you can catch them, you know, on Twitter and they have a blog and different things like that. So <clears throat> that's where I originally started just connecting with other principals around the country. And from that group, I started to realize and kind of feel like it, it was a little more elementary heavy um, because I think you'll find in our profession, there aren't as many females uh, once we hit the secondary level. And we kind of have a whole different um uh, groupings or subjects or things that we handle that maybe elementary principals don't um, and vice versa. So I felt like I needed the support with a second with other secondary women. And so I started to kind of pull from people in that group that were more secondary minded. And from there, we just kind of started a little side boxer group. And I remember us, I, I distinctly remember Heidi and I talking about um, okay, what are we going to name it? And I don't even know who came up with wise uh, women in secondary education is. And so we became 
the wise women group. And I don't know, it just seemed like it just fell into place. And then everybody that joined or has joined us since has been amazing. And I think not, I think what started out is helping each other through secondary type issues as females in administration there turned into all of the other things you just heard in everybody's introductions, whether it be new jobs old jobs, lost jobs, interviews, um, giving birth, becoming grandparents, religion, getting married. It's just, it's, I feel like all of our family, we know each other's families, we know each other's ins and outs, and it just transformed into this beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm so proud and honored to just be with you guys each, you know, each and every week, each and every day. I want to kind of jump and piggyback onto that because I do also remember when we were kind of boxing back and forth. And I think, Laura, you were a part of that when we originally, the three of us were trying to come up with an name and an acronym. I mean, you can't lose MAPS, Moms as Principles. It was just a fantastic group. And although I still listen in on some of those things, our wise women, um, you know, for women in secondary education, that's where it came from. But, you know, we're also really wise and not just wise in the uh, sense of our work, but just in in the worldly experiences that we've had. Um, and although I've only met one of you in person, um, I had the blessing of Kristen driving out to visit me two summers ago. I remember when she walked in my house and she's like, I know, I know you. I know your children. I know your husband. And, you know, we were like sisters, long lost sisters that, you um, hadn't been together in a while or, you know, or had been grown up together. But yet once we finally met and connected in person, it was as though we were together yesterday. So this group really has filled that um, void where sometimes when you're in the work environment, you can't just be you, you've got to be professional. And this group allows us to really have that collegiality where it is a lot of times about work, but it is also about us being us vulnerable to the core and um, know that you're going to be loved and supported no matter what. As you're saying that, I'm remembering when we first start, when I first started with you guys and I literally had a notepad. So when I was listening to you, I would write down, okay, wait, Laura has two kids and, <laughs> and keeping track of all of that. Whereas now I can just be listening and I hear a voice and I know right away who it is. So yeah, definitely that, that transpiring as, as we get going. And I remember the first time I went to the conference and I saw um, Sarah and Jessica presenting on the new book. And to see them in person talking and like catching the body motions and it was just really bizarre, but very comforting at the same time. Like I've heard this voice in my head on a daily basis, but to see it in action was just incredible. And I remember being at a conference in Chicago and Sarah and Jill and Jessica, I think you came too, if I remember right. Uh, It was just wonderful. I mean, I feel like they sat down, they said, hello. And I'm like, I already know you. And then we just talked and talked and talked and it was fabulous. I remember the first time I jumped on um, and Monica had asked if I knew what Voxer was and I was like, yeah. And so she, you know, we got added to the group and from that, you know, um, it's really funny. Like Kristen and I planned a breakout event for a conference. We had never met. We planned it all through Voxer and all through just email. And we show up at a conference and we just kind of like hugged each other like long lost friends for the first time that we had ever met. Um, You know, we rolled in and just, we went with it and just did our presentation and it was fantastic. Um, Just showing how much that connection, um, just, you know, even just talking on a daily basis, even though we've really never met in person, and just how much of an impact that has on our life every day. 
I love how everybody's been sharing this connection and what it means to you and what the listeners can't see. We're recording this via video and it's just so fun to watch everybody's reaction as we're kind of popping back down memory lane and remembering those moments that are seared into our brains about how we make these connections and we've been able to make some physical connections, but there's this bond that is so unique, I think, to this group. And so um, I think that it's something that is attainable for other people, but it didn't follow any type of a formula by any means, you know, and I'm just so curious to hear from you ladies. You're all such really wise and intelligent, open-hearted, deep thinkers. And I'm curious about your perceptions and maybe Laura, I want to toss this one your way a little bit if you're comfortable, because I want to know, what do you think it is that makes this group unique? You know, you're in all kinds of groups. Laura, you and I have been, we were an endurance educators group way back when we were doing all the running things and, and there's a connection there, but what do you think makes this one so particularly unique? Well, I definitely remember when we first started and just there were three of us and then there were four and then there were five, but we never got too big. And that was one of the things um, being in some other Voxer groups that when you get bigger than 10, I don't know what the magic number is, but when you get bigger, it's harder to connect. And I feel like we probably have, I don't know, eight to 10 like constant voices, right? That are pretty much checking in daily, every other day, at least bi-weekly. And we really have gotten to know each other because in some of those instances, like I, I remember jumping on in the morning one time and looking at this thread from the night before of like two people just like in, in, in actual time, like, you know, I know it's supposed to be an asynchronous tool, but they were actually like walkie talking back and forth and having a conversation. And I was dying laughing because it was hysterical. And you just you have that opportunity to connect with single people. You have the opportunity to connect as a whole and ask a question to the group. But just having a smaller group, I feel like we've dug into some really deep topics that are really hard for people to talk about normally, where we started professionally. And I mean, we've talked about everything from raising our children to, you know, family members and suicide and just deep, hard topics. I mean, religion and spirituality, like we've gone deep with each other on what that looks like and how important it is to us. And I know I've grown immensely with mentorship from some of you that have just brought things to light that I never would have thought of with the people that are, you know, in my life surrounding me, you know, in Wisconsin. So um, I just think that the smallness of us is what makes us unique and allows us to really share and not feel, you know, well, I don't know these 15 people that are in the group, so I'm not comfortable, you know, going there. We don't have that at all. We trust each other and and we're willing to put it out there and be who we are and, and ask the hard questions. And I think that's what it, Heidi was talking about, why is like that wise piece. None of us are afraid to ask questions. You know, none of us come in like, I know this or, I, you know, we're always asking questions and asking clarification and trying to dig into the, the problem that we're trying to solve. And I think that's a gift that that we have with one another. I really like Laura, how you made the comment of it, there, there wasn't that script to what we were doing and how much we grew organically. I think it started off as kind of the three of us in a friendship and the idea that we did need to talk secondary. Um, and it grew really, really quickly and totally organically into um, some of that work-related piece, a lot of that faith-based piece. And, and how do we deal with that when we're working in public schools or private schools? And how do we balance the challenges of our home lives? 
with the challenges of our work lives. Um, it, it just that piece of the organic growth of the group, and maybe you hit the nail on the head by saying an eight to ten group is is the you know the key to it. I laugh because I'll be in the kitchen playing my boxer, listening, getting things done, cooking dinner or doing dishes or whatever. And my husband knows who all of you are. And it makes me laugh when he said, you know, oh, is she the one from Illinois? Or, and he totally gets it. And um, sometimes thinks I'm a little crazy as much as I'm on my phone talking to you ladies. Um, but it just the organicness, I guess, is the best way to say how we've grown. Sarah, I think just piggybacking you know, a little bit on what Heidi and Laura were saying. This just makes me so happy just like hearing all these, all these things. But the word that came to mind when Laura was talking was, I think vulnerability is what has grown this group. And, and that's something that is really difficult to do in our own jobs as leaders. It is a leadership skill even to be vulnerable. And for some reason, maybe it was because we were behind a box, because we were, you know, hadn't seen each other's faces. And it was this small group that felt like just our place to get really, really real. And the vulnerability in this group, I think, is what grown us probably more than anything. It just kept popping into my head as she was talking and then as Heidi was talking. So um, there's no place we won't go. I have to agree with everything that was just said. Um, when I was listening to Laura talking about the mentorship, um, that's exactly what I feel about um, all of you because I know I have learned so much from everybody that I just can't replace um, anything to help them. But they have really mentored me through a lot of stuff um, when it comes to being a principal because I'm not sure it was my calling, but I was... <laughs> <laughs> kind of put here. So, you know, they have been the ones that I feel like I can ask the stupid question and get great responses and learn from and just listening to them and the laughter that comes with some of that is just catching. And Heidi, my husband's the same way. He's like, Oh, is that the Andover principal? Oh, is this the one that's up in Wisconsin? Is this in Ohio? I mean, he knows all your voices as well. So, um, yeah, and Kristen, I, I agree with the vulnerability. I know that I have really grown from that where I'm more vulnerable in front of my staff even, which I think has really changed some of the morale of my school, to be honest with you. I'm going to jump in here too and just say it's so nice to know that I'm not alone. So like when something happens, everyone has somehow experienced something in those. You know, I'm still a young administrator, only been in this for five years. And it's like, oh, has anyone ever done this before? Just getting that advice piece and knowing that I have a trusting group who will give me sound advice, um, by all, but also just being real. You know, um, if I want to come in and say, well, today was awful or you know, with different words. Um, I can, and everyone is okay with that. And, um, but again, that vulnerability piece, you know, when the day is rough and I just need to, to get cheered up even, um, you know, I turn to you ladies and I just, I, I drop a line and then um, it's also nice to know that everyone is dealing with the same stuff that I am and you all had a rough day as well and we are just there to pick each other up and um, lift our spirits and just continue to encourage each other. 
Lacey, I love how you said that when we're having a rough day, because sometimes that rough day is at work, but a lot of the times that rough day for us is at home. And we've had littles to teenagers to adult children and um, the growth that our own children have gone through. And to be able to say, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with this with my child. Uh, is anybody else there? Whereas sometimes to have those difficult conversations about your kids face-to-face with your colleagues can feel judgmental. And the one thing I have never felt in this group is judged. Um, no matter what the situation is, and even if it's my mistake, it's all about, all right, girl, pick up your bootstraps. You can do this. You can move forward. And that support has been something that I don't think I can replace in any other part of my life. That is when you said there's no judgment in this group, I did a thumbs up and I don't know if you can see me, but that is exactly, I think why this group is so safe because we are all in those positions where we're so, you know, in, in the limelight, whether or not we want to be or not. And we are judged constantly by hundreds of people, basically, because it depends on how big your staff is or your students. And then we represent communities and we represent, you know, our schools that we're a part of. And so there's not a day that goes by that we don't face some type of judgment for whether it's a decision or how we smiled or didn't smile or this, this group is probably why I haven't gone completely insane, you know, because it, it's hard. It's hard to be in these roles and, and face that kind of criticism and judgment. And I just come in here and I'm like, they're not going to judge me. Even if I, even I screwed up. I mean, I'm the first person to say I have messed up and this is what I did. <laughs> and so I'm going to tell you guys don't do what I did or, um, but no one's going to ever, ever, ever say, wow, wow, you probably, yeah, that was bad. You know, you just don't get the, you don't get the judgment and the criticism in here. And I think that's why this makes this group so amazing. I mean, uh, there's hundreds of things that make it amazing, but that, that resonated with me when you said that. I would just add in, you know, in addition to that, the layer of that we're all women in leadership, um, which is key for our Boxer group, obviously. Um, but I, I know we're all in a number of other groups as well. And I, I get a lot of great ideas from other principals who are males as, and but there's just a different conversation that happens when we're talking about the challenges that women in leadership face, because um, it is very different. There are, you know, what Kristen was saying about being judged all the time, um, you know, at work and home as a mother, there is just so much to unpack in that. And it is so incredible to have all of these women together to unpack that with. And I wanted to just thank you ladies, because this conversation I think is evidence of what you're all saying, the way we're flowing and this natural ability that comes with sisterhood because we understand one another's personalities, I think, which is really cool. And the fact that you've hit on so many different topics in terms of vulnerability and trust and um, not that judgmental piece, which can be really challenging anywhere we go, you know, that desire to belong. But we also know that there is an interesting challenge when it comes to being women in particular in roles, but also just um, in groups, you know, there's that competition that can stir up for some reason. And we definitely have a sisterhood that reflects community over competition and collaboration over competition. And that's not to say that maybe there hasn't been any other internal like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that, um, you know, there's, there's a piece in you that's like, oh, I want to be like that, or I want to do that, or I'm here. She's rocking it in that way. But it's this beautiful model that we have um, in one another that helps us kind of strive to that and stretch and just really be 
supportive in that in a way that we might not find outside of a circle of support. And so it's really beautiful to see that. And just to throw a stat in here, because I have to do that, is we know that we are a minority um, in leadership. Women are. And then at the secondary level, that MAPS group is amazing. Moms as principals, and as Kristen started out saying, this primary, primarily elementary, and there's nothing to say that there wasn't so much to gain from that connection. I know many have still stayed in that group, and it's just beautiful. They're amazing. They're so large. But the, here the thing is that we know 50% of, of building principles are women at the elementary level, but we know at the secondary level, we're still nationwide at 25%. So we are absolutely a minority in that. And so having those crucial conversations and those moments of, yes, I see you, it is hard to do expulsions. We understand the things that are so unique to the secondary level. And so ladies, would you indulge a little bit and just I didn't prep you for this question, but could you just share a little bit about some of those unique challenges for women in a secondary education role, these wise women? I'm going to jump on first, if that's all right, Um, just because I think I have the youngest children. Um, So my kids are six and two, and I've been a a principal now for five years, four of those at the high school level. Um, And just finding the balance of how, how do I be a good mom? How do I, you know, like, how do I continue to lead my building in a way that I want it to go? Um, You know, I'm, I'm giving, giving, giving so much to my building. Then when I go home, it's like the struggle of like, how do I be a good mom while I'm doing this? Or the mom guilt of, you know, um, sitting at a football game on a Friday night and not being able to, to tuck the kids in or, or a game or whatever, you know, just the, the time constraints that come with high school, um, you know, like National Honor Society inductions on Thursday nights, like, and then games on Tuesdays and Fridays, whatever it is. And so, you know, you're, you're not there to have dinner with your family. So just finding that, um, I guess that 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 is a struggle for me. Um, I think number one is that mom that mom balance of uh, how do I be a good principal and how do I be a good mom. I've always thought that one of the things I've loved about this group is the idea of women. When you look at leadership, a lot of times you've got to be tough. A lot of times you've got to be black and white. And if you are too emotional as a woman, then you're soft. But if you're too strong, then you can be the capital B word. And doesn't happen to men, but it happens to women. And so there are so many times when I've come in here and I've shared and I've unloaded and then you're all like, oh yeah, no, that's exactly right. You should have done this or yep, you're right. It's that support of when we are emotional, it's okay. I mean, I think we've shed tears in this group at times and have been vulnerable and we've laughed and you can't do that necessarily at work because if you shed a tear at work, you're too soft to be a building administrator. Um, So for me, that piece of leadership in women has hit that I can be soft in here, I can be strong in here, I can be vulnerable, um, all that, whereas at work, not always does that get to show. Add to that too, especially this last six months, people have a desire for us to know the answer, to come in and share, here's how we're going to handle this situation that no one in the history of time has ever even known existed, let alone have the answer to, and to be able to come into this group and go, oh my gosh, (laughs) what are you guys doing to handle this and and no matter how many years of experience or, or age or, or any of those pieces 
this year we're all in the exact same boat trying to figure it out and to be able to come in here and to do that brainstorming and problem solving so that we can go out and and share the answers has been amazing but i think also out of this to i've learned to be able to just say you know what i really don't know the answer but i'm committed to making sure that i figure it out and i've got an amazing place to go and do that but with with you ladies but the one thing i have learned is i have to make sure when i say my boxer group i pronounce it very well because people have thought that I belong to some kind of boxing group, which is not my personality on top of it. I, I think the humor that we have been able to bring in here too has just made my day. When when one of you guys were talking about seeing the string of, of um, responses back and forth, I, I love starting my day with this group and ending my day with this group. As I'm driving to work and I'm driving back home, it's just a constant to go in and listen. And it's, it's what gets me motivated and ready to go in and tackle whatever comes my way. And as I'm heading home to either just dump it so that I don't have to take it home with me or to just get that motivation to go home and be a mom and a wife and enjoy that as well. Jill, I love how you said that you do it on your way to and from work. I have a struggle with that because I have a really short commute that there's times I found myself sitting in my car just to finish in here before I walk into my house. So I'm glad you brought that up. I was just going to say, I, I remember recently, too, um, heading into the office, and it was one of the first times we were wearing our masks, and I'm driving in, and my usual is, as I'm listening to you guys, I'm putting on my lipstick and then heading in, and I remember pulling into my parking lot and going, you guys, we don't need lipstick anymore. In fact, it's kind of a pain when you put it on because it sticks to the mask. Yeah, I want to go back to, you know, the things that you were all talking about as far as women in leadership. And, and I definitely think, I think one of the things that really resonates with me is, is around the, the female archetypes. Um, there's the, the book, what is it, Step In, Step Out, that we've all actually read and, and talked to one another about. And so it, it's really interesting how we are, we are held to, to so many archetypes. And it's really a struggle at the secondary level. Um, to be everything to everyone. So we're always disappointing someone. So, you know, it's like if we are at a Friday night football game, we are feeling guilty that we're not at our own kids Friday night game or at a soccer game on a Tuesday. And I know I've been ridiculed, you know, in, in the position I'm in uh, with people saying, you know, they were mad I didn't bring my kids into the district when, you know, I have a, I had a commute with my kids uh, when I divorced and, um, you know, just commenting on when I was at games and, and what time I would get there or they, they wanted to talk about everything that I'd missed, but they weren't talking about all the things I missed with my kids. And then my kids have both gone through and just recently in the last couple of weeks, Maddox wanted to have a conversation with me because he felt like I was choosing my work over him. And we had to have a really, you know, rich conversation around, I'm not choosing my work over you. My work is important to me and it's a very time consuming job, but I'm certainly never going to choose work over you. But as a 14 year old, that's hard to understand and that's hard to process. And we're expected to be everywhere. So, you know, if we get in there at 730, lots of times it's because we had something with our kids, um, but it's not as forgiven you know, um, when you're, when you're the mom and the mom of the house and we, we also, we're also wives. And I know there's times when Rod wants to kill me because I can't put work down and he just wants time with me and he wants my uninterrupted time. And especially during this pandemic and COVID and the, the need for being everything and more, 
um, people in my personal life lose out a lot and, um, but we're criticized no matter what. And I think that's just an interesting dynamic of being a female in this role because we have a lot of nighttime activities as secondary leaders too. Kristen, you mentioned that people in our personal lives can be left out as well. And I think that my social circle in some ways has shrunk over the years of being in a leadership position because even some of the people that were on my staff that were friends with me, they ebb and flow a little bit based on decisions that I've made. And um, although I wish we all lived in the same neighborhood so we could have that, you know, beverage together in the evenings because it would totally fill my social bucket. I do think this group also helps to do that because we can have that social time together even if it is just over the, the app. And um, it, you're right, balancing the wives, the husbands, the children, the work, the staff, all of that is very difficult. I remember um, a few weeks ago, my husband said, we need to have a time when, when the computer gets turned off at home. And I'm like, dude, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> That's not going to happen right now. Um, but we'll, we'll get through that. And, you know, we, we find that time as, as wives to have some of that focus time, um, be able to put the Voxer app down, even though I want to chat with you guys all the time to help balance that a little bit. And you guys have taught us how to do that. I think to be able to come in here and figure some of that out by listening to each other, we've learned how to, to do that in our lives. I think we've had some pretty rich conversations, too, about the power of um, women's partnerships and, and, and how do we help build each other up instead of that traditional um, trying to keep pulling each other down, as women sometimes tend to do as women are rising up in leadership. Um, this group has, has helped me to remember who I want to be representing and how. I remember one time heading to a conference, athletic conference principals meeting, knowing I was going to be the only female sitting in there and talking to you guys on my way there and on my way back from that meeting. And, and just remembering that when I was sitting in there, it wasn't just me. We were, we were all sitting in there. And how many times have we gone into things where we literally will say, it's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, right? If we're all going in there together and, and, and being that support that we need for each other as, as we're in there. But um, it's also helped me to think about people around me in my school district that who's that next group of women that I want to help support to bring up and, and how do we help them to see the power of their voice in all of this and the realization that they don't have to know it all. They don't have to be this power person. They just have to be themselves and be authentic and vulnerable. And I think we've, we've learned to do that even better in this group. I think there's been a lot of times where people have come in and dumped something or asked something or shared something really tough and then end the conversation with a, sorry, I did that. Sorry, sorry, I dumped that. Sorry, I went there. And the rest of us are all chiming in. No, don't you ever say that. Keep going, keep going. Because we were all growing from that sharing and, and it always inevitably turns into someone else coming in and going, yep, been there, done that. And here's my experience and, and just powering on to make sure that we realize we're all in this together. Jill, you know, when you said that we were going to be growing, you know, I, I, I look to want to grow other women too in leadership and it's, you know, even in, in my own building. And it's fascinating because as a woman right now, my first thought was, but as soon as I do that, then I have favorites. And that's just another little interesting dynamic around what we have to deal with. You know, I just, I never hear a man say that they have favorites or, you know, I just, it's, so I want to grow women in our building. And that doesn't mean that I have favorites. That means I see something leadership potential in you. Um, 
that makes me want to grow. Yeah. I'll grow men too, but there's just, you know, something different about women empowering other women, because I think sometimes women can be our, their own, our own worst enemies and we got to lift each other up. Like we cannot be taking each other down. And that's the power of this group too. You wise women just inspire me every day. We have covered so many different topics that are so relevant to the listeners of this podcast. When we talk about empowering one another, when we talk about lifting one another, when we talk about accepting each other and being vulnerable and asking questions, and we talk about the research tied to the number of women in these roles and just all of this other information that helps us to grow and become better. And so I'm hoping that the listeners that you're gaining from this, a desire to want to cultivate your own circle and your own sisterhood. And I know that men listen to this podcast. And what I'm hoping is if you're listening as a man, that you can also understand that that support is needed. You know, one of the things that I encountered in trying to make space per se at the table with this podcast is I've been told that leadership is leadership. And we have gone through this conversation without needing to prep one another to know that leadership is not leadership. Being a woman in leadership is different. And so I just really thank you, um, ladies, for the time that we've spent together helping normalize that and helping grow one another through that. And also now sharing some of these seeds with anybody who's going to be listening to this podcast to help um, either women in their circle, to become a sponsor, to become a mentor, or to reach out to any one of those. And so we have to come to an end here. But what I want to make sure that I do ask, and I want to be able to hear each one of you answer this question. And I, again, didn't prep you for it, but I know you've got this. So if you could give some advice to any woman out there who is struggling or seeking sisterhood to either become something or to seek something, what would you suggest for them? My suggestion, and I found this out even when I was a teacher, is to find a personal and or professional learning network. People that you know that you can reach out to, that you can ask questions and get some feedback and learn from. And honestly, even as a young teacher before internet was really internet, <laughs> um, I was able to get on a listserv uh, teaching middle school science from that had people that literally were all over the world. And it made me a much better science teacher. And over the years, as the internet has become the internet, um, I've joined several different groups, got on Twitter and such, and it's been a huge growth for me. Um, like I have a Catholic ed chat I do every Saturday morning that helps. And then this boxer group that helps. And you find yourself narrowing down to the different groups that really are the groups that you're looking for. And that would be what I would suggest to other female leaders is find that niche group that is going to help you. For me, um, what's really helped me and what I think will help other women is that you need to learn to love yourself and then not be afraid to be yourself. And then to surround people around you or to put the people around you that love you for who you are. I would add that adding to the, the vulnerability piece, I think, is so key because nobody really has it all figured out. Like, it just looks like it. But when you start having those vulnerable conversations with each other, you realize nobody's got it all figured out. You need to have people, you need to reach out, you need to um, contribute to them as well. And we can all be on this incredible journey together. 
just reach out to someone that you admire. Don't be afraid to ask because you need to find the people that will be best for you. You don't need to, you know, wait for it to happen. So have that confidence to say, I don't know everything I want to learn. Will you help me learn? And I think you'll be surprised how many people are willing to be in your corner. And I would piggyback on that. And I would say, for those that are listening and need that tribe to reach out to others that you see the greatness within them. And so, you know, oftentimes I think people won't reach out to, you know, someone because they may be intimidated or they may not see it within themselves or they may be too afraid to connect in that way. And I think, um, as, as female leaders, we need to be, uh, we need to be creating those tribes to form. And it may not be one that we're in, but it may be, oh, you know, something that we do to get things moving in a shaken. But I think we're, we're so responsible for helping women to grow more women um, in this world. I remember when I first started with this group and really knowing that I needed to be a part of something where people were real and sharing and not pretending like they had it all figured out, not, not putting that wall up. And I, I had to learn for myself real quickly that in order to be a part of that, I had to be willing to do that myself. And so I would just encourage people to um, let down the wall and, and really think about what are the struggles that we're going through and, and not just let that be a voice inside our head, but out loud and sharing in a place that we can trust. And, and when you can be a part of a group like this where it's, it's given right back to you, it just reinforces that it is a safe place. Even if the topic is something totally different, sometimes we'll come on and someone would have totally dumped and it's, there's no reaction to that for a while. And that's okay, you know, because it's, it's, it's not like we have to be coming right back with the same answer, but we can just be bouncing off totally different topics and know that it's a safe thing to put in here, even without a response back. I'm going to have to say ditto to everyone. Um, I think, you know, being vulnerable um, and, and reaching out to others to, to find that support and to find your tribe, um, you know, it might take a couple of times to figure out what's going to work. You know, um, you might not find it on the first try and that's okay. Don't give up and continue to reach out to people. Um, don't, have confidence in yourself, you know, have, have the confidence in yourself to know that one, you know, that you can't do this alone because none of us can. Um, and, and two, fail, fail forward, um, and reach out to, to that group or person, um, that you look up to and you maybe aspire to be, um, and just ask the worst they could say is no. Right. But you'll never know if you don't ask. Um, and so I think just letting your guard down, like everyone else said, um, and, and reaching out to them is going to help you make those connections, uh, to help you be better. I do want to talk to you about just connection. Um, I, I don't think there's any excuse to not be connected anymore with people. And so, you know, I think we hear a lot of negative stuff around social media. And I've even watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which scares the bejesus out of me. But this is one of those feel-good stories that you might see at the end of NBC Nightly News, where a group of women have connected with each other. And that was the power of social media. And that was the power of connection. And so at a time when we might feel really disconnected, it's, you can find your people and my people just don't even happen to be in my same city or in my same school. They happen to be from all across this country and you can make that happen. 
you have to be willing and you got to be, again, vulnerable to put yourself out there and, and, and get on Twitter. I hated Twitter when I started it. Um, and, and find those groups because they're out there. And it's amazing what will come of that. Um, just in a world where we hear a lot of bad news, this, that's, that's the good part um, that's happening, too, that we don't hear a lot about. All right. And with that, I need to just pour into each one of you ladies. You have meant everything to me over the last couple of years in different ways. You've all grown my spirit and my confidence, my belief in education and leadership in my own personal abilities. You've made me look at how I parent, how I spouse. You've made me consider how I can do better with friendships. You've made me feel strong enough to take all kinds of different leaps that I wouldn't have ever thought possible. You've made me recover from emotional trauma, from uh, the position of a principalship. You have helped me to see my own gifts. You have served my spirit in ways that I don't know if I could ever particularly put into words that would ever encompass what you've done for me in this sisterhood, ladies. And I just want to thank you from the deepest depths of my spirit and encourage you all to know that your voices today landed for somebody who needed to hear this message. There's a mission in our messages. And I am so grateful that God let me have each one of you and that we get to have one another collectively. And I want to thank you for being on this series. And listeners, I want to make sure that you know that I will be sure to link their contact information because I know there's not one person listening to this message that does not want to immediately connect with each one of these ladies. And though I know we said our group is small, we will keep our wise women, um, you know, tight, but we will still connect with every single one of you. And if you are a person out there who is just suffering in your role as a woman in leadership, you reach out to us and we will unfold you and our circle will figure out a way to make you supported and loved and empowered because that's what we do. So thank you to my wise women. You are a sisterhood of brilliant thinkers. And I'm so grateful that you joined me on this podcast. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.